The By the Hood podcast is brought to you by the book, Own Your Time and Space, written by Corey Camp and Jimmy the Blueprint Williams. All throughout history, you will see time and space as having significant importance, but never discussed as it will be in this book. You can learn the true importance of time and space and how having a better understanding of these concepts can lead to a better life. It deals with ownership of not only your time, but the space around you. You can get your copy at ownyourtimeandspace.com or you can go right to Amazon and look up Own Your Time and Space. What's up? This is Jimmy the Blueprint from By the Hood. And listen, this is episode 35 of the By the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. As always, I got my brother, Corey, with me. Corey, what's going on? What's going on, Jim? How you feeling? Oh, man, it's the new year, man. I ain't got no complaints. You know what I mean? Rent came in on time at the uh, beginning of the month. So yeah. I'm good, man. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to all my tenants. But with that being said, man, um, we're going to continue to bring this content for 2020. Special thanks to everybody, um, you know, who sent us well wishes for the new year, who shared our content, um, our new YouTube subscribers. Yo, um, but as usual, Corey, checking the analytics, our Apple numbers are through the roof. Like, it just gives me uh, more, more evidence that Apple is a company because – Listen, I'll be, I'll be very transparent. 82% of our listeners that listen to this podcast, and we get thousands and thousands a week, come from Apple Podcasts, which is crazy. So what's that tell you about Apple as a company? You know, we're talking about investments and stuff. But that's either here nor there, man. Um, this episode, we have a brother coming to you who is a, a real estate investor. He's a young tycoon in the making, man, and we can't wait <laughs> to talk to him. We got Tariq McAllister in the building. Tariq, how are you, sir? I'm well, I'm well. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Listen, man, um, following your journey online um, on IG, I see everything you're doing. Um, and a, a couple of brothers that I know, you know, have, have worked with you. The real estate bully, our guy Tom talks about you all the time. We just like chopped it up mm -hmm. with Tom and he was talking about, a, he's talking about a project you got going on um, in North Philly. But we'll get into uh, some of your mm -hmm. projects, man, because I see that you've made the transition from wholesaler to now um, full developer. And, and that's something that we've yep. got to talk about. It's something we've got to talk about. But, um, you know, before we get into what you got going on now, where are you from and how did you get into real estate? Right. Okay. So I'm from Philadelphia originally. Um, I grew up in between pretty much a combination of uh, uptown West Oak Lane area and um, down West Philly, down the bottom, 39th and Wallusen. Uh So I pretty much ping pong in between both of those neighborhoods throughout my entire childhood. I'm one of those, uh, where your grandma stay guys, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. You know what I mean? You know yeah. what I mean? I went to school uptown, but you know, I got a lot of family down West and uh, I spent the greater part of my, my childhood, summers, weekends, et cetera, et cetera, in that neighborhood. So I held from both. I do a lot of community uh, events down at uh, Claiborne and Lewis Ruck Center down at 39th, 38th and uh, Popular Street. Um, you know, and uh, that's, pretty much also the neighborhood close by that I'm not in primarily investing in as well, right across the bridge over in Strawberry Mansion. Dope, dope. How did, how did you actually get into real estate? Was it something that was in your family or what, what turned you on to the real estate game or made you want to get into it in the first place? So my first introduction to real estate was actually uh, through my stepfather. Uh, he was um, a handyman contractor uh, of some sorts. And uh, pretty much I was working with him all the time after school and on the weekends and most of my summers, that was like mandatory. And pretty much that started at like 14, 15 years old. By the time I was, you know, a sophomore in, 
in high school, I was turning over units for him, uh, essentially like painting, painting the units and stuff like that, like for other investors that he worked for. And it was one particular summer, uh, we were working for uh, an investor who had a lot of properties that I had. I was familiar with the name, but I never had met the, uh, the gentleman in person. So I had an opportunity to meet him one time. And he was like, yeah, you got, you got some stuff about you that, you know, I, I see what you're doing. Like you, you real active for your age. You need to uh, invest in your education. So I would think I was 16 years old. He um, gave me $20 and he said, go buy um, this book called uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it's like cliche, read this book, um, book. And like, I'm 16. So of course, you know, I wasn't wasting my time, my summer. But I'm also like, I'm, I'm also, um, you know, a junkie for knowledge as well. So I had um, um, made it my business to pretty much get the cliff notes on the book and uh, with the highlights and everything, I would later on read the book, but uh, in 16 summertime, I was like, nah, yeah, um, I'd rather just go ahead and do this work that you uh paying me and my pops for <laughs> right you now. What's, what's, uh, what's interesting <laughs> is this though, I'm pretty sure probably at the time, you probably used to get irritated when he had you like, you know, pull you on the weekend to come clean a unit. Cause again, you're a young boy. So, but, right. that, but you probably had no idea what that was preparing you for at the time. Right. Well, you know what, to be honest with you, Jimmy, um, it wasn't, I, I was, you know, like, you know, what are we doing next? What are we doing next? What we got this week? Oh, cause I he was, was into that, it. Yeah. Cause I, it was, it was from the beginning, something that I was very much so passionate about, you know? So it just something about putting things together, even like earlier on before I actually got into doing these hands-on construction projects with my stepdad, I was a Legos guy. Like, Oh. My, my stepdad used to buy me like big like 2500 piece lego sets and i used to pretty much clear off my my dresser in my room and every day i was coming home and i was constructing something and i used to always tell my mom I said, man i wish we would have recorded this stuff <laughs> like took pictures of it i was building battleships and you know and, and roller coasters and stuff from the connect sets that you used to see when you were walking uh toys r us and stuff as soon as you walk in like the big jones like i was building those like at 10th that's crazy. That's, that's something that's always something been that, in. Yeah, just something that I instantly just gravitated toward, um, you know, actually tying all of that together um, with uh, what I'm doing now came later on. But it was that's always true. something that I was very much so passionate about, you know, and I was a hustler from day one. So I'm like, look, this is how we making money. Okay, cool. You know, let's do it. <laughs> let's go so get it. So you, right, went, right. Um, so you went to college, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. And, and, and when you finished Virginia college. State University. Okay, you went yeah. to Virginia State. All right, Shai, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had a brother on Virginia State a couple episodes ago. Um, it was, a, it was a big time banker, but okay, VSU. Nice. But um, yeah, yeah. With that being said, mm -hmm. um, when you when you got down to Virginia State, what was your first move? Did you go in the working field? Or you went right into real estate. Okay, so I'm interested in real estate, and I go to college on a full scholarship. I went there, and I actually was a, a member of the ROTC Army program. Okay. Went there on a full ride, and pretty much I was the first first generation college student, um, and I had absolutely no idea what I was doing there. Man, and listen, I relate to that on so many levels. Yeah, like changed my major. I'm like, I'm there for free, and I don't know what I'm doing, right? So I literally changed my major like four times my freshman year, and um, so I eventually ended up uh, in the education field because, um, much like um, 
the, the the real estate and my, my stepfather introducing me to that. My mother was an educator. She owned she owned two daycares growing up. Um, so I'm in a house also with entrepreneurs my whole life, yeah. you know, so, but the education component of it was like, okay, well, at the time I'm like, well, I don't think I can go to school for real estate. So I'll go with the other thing that I know well, which is education. So I went to school, majored in special education. And when I came out, the plan was to be an army officer for a couple of years, pay my time back. Um, but I actually uh, ended up foregoing uh, the military and I went straight into the working world. I was working at a university down in Richmond, Virginia, um, actually a VCU university. Um, I was there okay. for a greater part of about five years. And I was, a, a, I was called a rehab counselor. I was working with uh, students with uh, physical and mental disabilities helping them find employment. Okay. And, uh, but simultaneously doing that, I was looking for my first real estate deal. So I, 2013 is when I graduated college. As soon as I graduated, I started looking for deals. All of my battle buddies and my army, my army buddies, they are like, yo, we can get loans and we can go buy chargers and we can buy Audis and stuff. I'm like, oh word, I got this accurate CL, this John Clean. I'm gonna get that same loan, I'm gonna go buy a crib, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I ended up doing. Um, I bought my first property back in my old neighborhood out in West Philly. And um, it was a duplex. Uh, I purchased it and myself, my stepdad, my brother, godfather, we all chipped in over the course of about a year and a half. Like I'm going back and forth from Richmond to Philly damn near every weekend and I'm rehabbing the property with them. And um, pretty much got it up and running while simultaneously still working my day job. And then man, that's a lot of gems you know, right there. For yeah, one, man. the ability to partner up with family and friends, right? That's one thing I, I took from that. The second mm -hmm. thing is, you know, you didn't listen, like, you know, recklessly leave your job. You held, you held your job while you started to build on the side. Then eventually you build on the side so you can, you know, go ahead and make the choice to leave whether you want to or not. So and I he think made the smart choice. And he made the smart choice with the with the 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 the, the, the loan money because that could have that, that got ugly. Absolutely. Went, oh yeah. <laughs> that could have got oh, ugly yeah. and dumb. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure, yeah. man. For sure. It's definitely a, a different situation when you like that first loan that I got. Um, I actually I saved up my own cash to buy the actual house. I bought the house for twenty three thousand. You know. I, told you jimmy i'm a hustler man so i'm working full-time day and i'm working a full-time night gig you know so i heard i'm that. grinding I'm, I'm stacking my money i'm literally not spending anything other than the essentials and i'm stacking that money and then when i finally got enough capital to buy the house i bought the house and then i got the loan to rehab the house so i got a standard personal loan just to rehab the house and you know it wasn't enough uh, but it got me started. It got me started. You know, it's funny, man. Like you guys are inspirational. All you guys that are in your twenties now. I was having a conversation with um Ish on uh, New Year's Eve, right? Okay. Everybody knows Ish. She's everybody's okay. uh, favorite IG auntie. But um, but I was talking that's, to her. That's my girl. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, she's another one that went to school with us. But I was talking to her okay. on New Year's Eve, and we were talking about how it's like sort of this renaissance going on, for lack of a better term. Like for sure. And when I hear your story, like guys like you, Tom, Doug, you know what I mean? Boom. When mm -hmm. I hear you guys and the way you talk about like, you know, hustling and saving is like real inspiring, man. Like, you know, for, you know, I'm older than you guys. 
yeah, I mean, I'm on 40. So when I hear you guys talk like that, man, it's like, that's, it's crazy. Cause I was the same way in my twenties, but it wasn't too many of us. I was like, I felt mm-hmm. like I was alone. Cause there was no internet. There was no IG. There was no way to connect with people all across the world, but to hear your story and see the sacrifice you guys are making and the things you're doing. Cause yeah. I mean, you're doing amazing things now. How did you go from that to then trying to master the wholesale piece? Like how'd you make the transition? Cause you bought that crib, but I know you did some wholesaling as well. Right. Right. So funny thing about me wholesaling, right? I started wholesaling by accident. All right. So that first property that I bought back in late 2013, early 2014, um, prior to finding it, I'm on the hunt. I'm not using a realtor though. I'm on Zillow and I'm looking for that prop, uh, the right property and I'm trying to find it. Right. And I'm, I'm not having much luck. So my pops, he's like, yo, like, well, all these abandoned houses around here, like, why don't you, like, look them up and find out who own them, right? And, like, contact them some kind of way. He has this ability of, like, giving you an idea with not much direction, right? Like, <laughs> like, you know, like, yo, you should build that house over there. Like, you know, I don't know how you're going to do it, but you should do it. You know, it'd be a nice house right there. You'd be like, okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I got to figure that out. So... I'm like, okay, all right, well, how do I do that? I'm like, all right, well, I'm Googling. And I discover, you know, fill.gov. And I'm like, okay, all right, I go on fill.gov. And I'm looking up the properties. I'm finding these addresses of other properties in the neighborhood that I want to buy in at the time, which is West Philly. So I'm looking up the properties. I get up like maybe 20, 30 properties on my list. I got a notepad. I'm looking them up. I'm writing down the addresses. And I sat down one night at the table and I write out a bunch of, letters for all 30 of these properties and I get my stamps and I send them out. You can't tell me I ain't doing something right now, right? I send them 30 letters out. I got zero calls. (laughs) So (laughs) so, (laughs) I got zero calls, man. And then um, I was like, you know, pretty much I found a property and um, eventually on uh, Zillow from like a for sale by owner type of situation guy wanted he had this property he needed to liquidate it fast he wanted to move out of the country um i was so green like i was like dealing with this guy directly i gave him the deposit check directly like i was just like yeah you mentioned uh boone that's one of my partners on our project like we were like actually together like a few days ago we were walking past a starbucks i was like yo i signed my first deal in that starbucks right there and i was telling them about like how I gave the guy a deposit, like, in his name and everything. It was crazy, man. Like, I was just out here cowboying, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> but you know what, like, though? It's a lesson in that, too, though. You were still taking action, right? So Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I talk to people every day, and one of the things that I find is a lot of people are trying to, like, protect themselves from any mistake that can happen when the bottom line is you're going to make mistakes. Everybody's going no to doubt. make mistakes. If you're in this no game doubt. long enough, you're going to make mistakes. And I've made every mistake there's to make. Um, so you still were taking action and you learn from, right. it. you can laugh at it now, but the fact of the matter is you were taking action, which is important. No doubt. No doubt, man. So basically from that, from that situation, I ended up finding a property. Um, like I said, um, on for sale, from a for sale by owner. And then I get a phone call after I close on the property and someone was like, yeah, I got your letter. And I'm like, oh, I'm cool. Like, I already bought a crib. <laughs> right? So yeah, I keep it moving. Yeah, I keep it moving. I'm like, all right, man. Back. I wish I had enough money to buy both of the properties I would have, right? 
So, you know, fast forward, that's 2014. Fast forward to 2016, I started hearing more about this whole wholesaling thing. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it was around, but I, I wasn't aware of it, you know, as much because I'm like, I'm focused. I'm, I got tunnel vision. I'm just trying to fix my duplex up, you know. And I had just bought another house uh, down in uh, Richmond. So I bought another house and I also had, I'm like using an FHA loan. And then I had my investment property up in uh, Philly that I'm just, that that's my, that's my life's work at the moment. I'm not worried yeah. about anything else. And not to mention I'm working a day job. So I don't even have really a bunch of time to think about other things. So um, friend of mine back in Philly was like, yo, like I'm about to start wholesaling. And it's actually, he's a friend, he's a good friend of mine. My guy Jabril, he, uh, he was actually my realtor when I bought my first property. That's how okay. we met. And we still type to this day. And, um, we, uh, actually, he introduced me to wholesaling, um, well, reintroduced me to wholesaling. And then he explained the model to me and he told me about a few people that was doing it in the city. And I was like, yo, I did that before, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I yeah. re recall back to when I bought my first property. So he was like, yeah, man, this is what we do. I'm like, all right, well, cool. You know, like I'm, I'm down. Like, you know, you, you already pretty much are exposed to it already. Like you want to give me the game. So we started talking about it. And one thing about me, like when you tell me something and when you, when you break something down to me, I'm like, okay. I do a deep dive on it and I become obsessed with it and I'm going to learn all the ins and outs of it. So that's what I did and pretty much started ramping up the marketing. Um, made a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of sacrifices to ramp it up significantly more than my previous 30 letters. <laughs> you know what I mean? I started sending out 500, 1,000, 1,500 letters and, um, you know, started getting results, man. I started closing deals and pretty much the model was simple for me. I had already established the model of finding wholesale deals so I could buy them. I just was doing it by accident back then in 2013, 2014. Now I was just being intentional about it. So I was finding the deals. And when I started finding the deals, my capital just wasn't where it was at at the moment. So I was, as a result, forced to wholesale most of them. Mm -hmm. But the model was always to buy the property so to find a property so I could personally buy them. And now, you know, we fast forward now, I'm still using that same model. I'm just not wholesaling them to anyone else. Okay, so you still you use know? that same strategy to find deals, but now you want to buy them. Absolutely. I'm, okay. I keep all of them. I'm a housewarmer. That was my question. So your strategy, and there's millions of strategies in real estate, but your strategy at this point is just you're a long-term buy and hold investor. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I, I, I dabbled a little bit in the flips. I did a, I did a couple of flips in um, 2018 um, down uh, like Brewery Town neighborhood. For those who you know, of course, don't know Brewery Town neighborhood in Philly right now is one of the hotter neighborhoods. So um, in the whole in the whole country, by the way. Word. Yeah, I look, yeah. I looked at the data. It's one of the hottest neighborhoods in the entire country. Yeah, so for me, um, I wanted to be in that mix. I had already wholesaled a few properties in the neighborhood to a few uh, investors, and I saw the upside of what you know what was possible there if I got into the mix. So I went in ahead and um, you know tried my hand in flipping. Um, I would say I was successful, uh, but because I had that exposure to the buy and hold game prior to and leading up to that point. 
it was not uh, as desirable or appetizing for me. So I decided to go ahead and get back to what I know. I just figured like pretty much I was exhorting the same time and energy and not keeping the asset you know, yeah. for the long term. So it wasn't let me ask you, let me ask you a question, right? <clears throat> because mm -hmm. I'm a buy and hold guy myself, right? Okay. And, and, and I've done everything, but one deal sticks in my head that pisses me off to this day. So I wonder if you have the same thing. <clears throat> I had a property on the 1400 block of Colorado street that I had got for like 10. Okay. So for like, so for like 40. And I talk about this often cause it still bothers me, but on that block now. All right. So I thought I was the smartest guy in the room cause I, I made a quick 30 bands without really doing too much. Right. Mm -hmm. But now I'm looking on that block and they're going for like three or 400, 400,000. Mm -hmm. And I don't even like riding down a block at this point. <laughs> but but what that did was that made the shift in me to think like, okay, I got to start holding stuff. I could tap the equity if I need some bread, but I got I got to hold these things. Do you have like a deal that you did early, maybe as a wholesaler or as a flip where you sit back now and say, damn, I should have held that. Look, I got way too many of those. Okay. You got it. So you, if so I, if okay. I think, if I think about them too much, I have nightmares. Okay. So you got that I'm same give you thing. A, I'm going to give you a couple. So the first one, uh, is someone that we both know, Aisha. So Aisha, um, I'm sure you've seen her, uh, her triplex that, or the quad that she, that she has posted, like it, she had, she had that joint on social media. Oh, like, you wholesale, oh, uh, you saw that to her? I wholesale that one to her. With the so, red door. With the red door. Okay. Oh, so, so check this out. So, so mind you, my, my my model is to find properties off market, and I want to buy them. So, in, in this particular instance, I had both that property and another property that I still own now under contract. Both of them were full gut, multi quads. Like they both were massive, and I'm like, man, like. I don't really have the ability at this present moment. This is 2017. I don't have the ability or the crew to do both of these simultaneously. And I, you know, I'm I'm working my way up. I'm doing, some, I'm doing singles. I'm doing duplexes, and I've done a couple. You know, I have a couple multifamily in my project under my belt. This particular project would have would have been one of my first like gut to gut, brick to brick, like full gut. Mm -hmm. You know like 2,500 square foot rehab. And I got this other one over here under contract, pretty much identical. So I called Aisha up and I was like, yo, I got this property. It's in great, it's a great neighborhood. You already know what's going on over here. We both know, um, I'll wholesale it to you. Wholesale it to her. I may have had like the property under contract for like, I don't know, 32,000, like, deeply discounted of what is worth right now. Yeah. Um, wholesaled it to her for like, I say 42 and made 10,000 in between. I turned around and closed on mine as well. She's like, yo, Rick, why you want to sell it? I was like, look, I got both of these properties under contract. I can't do both of them, but this one that I got over here is better than that one a little bit than me because it has <laughs> a separate entrance. I, you know, we and her, we got a great relationship. Yeah. So it's like, we super transparent with each other. So I'm like, she like, why are you selling it? I'm like, this is why I'm selling it. You want it? She like, hell yeah, the numbers make sense. I'm like, okay, cool. So wholesale it to her. I knew I would have regretted, you know, but at the end, at the end of the day, at the at that present time, I it made I sense like for you to Yeah, I wasn't able to. Um, but I wholesaled it to her and I'm talking about like that whole year she rehabbed and I'm just like, 
Every once in a while. Every once in a while, she she tagged me in a post like, yeah, shout out to my boy. You know, for passing this deal. Like, you know, I threw a shot at her like not too long ago. I'm like riding around the neighborhood recapping several other deals that I did the same thing on, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's my girl Aisha John right here. She like, yeah, good looking. I really appreciate you. I'm like, oh my gosh. But yeah, that's one of them, man. And the other ones, like you talk about the 1400 block of uh, Colorado Street. So and you've been talking about Brewery Town being one of the hottest neighborhoods throughout the country, right? I had three properties on the 1300 block of Newkirk Street. Wow. Like, what you talking about? I wholesale. Uh, like I sold them all. Like I, I'm talking about some of them I had under contract as low as fifty thousand dollars. Like wow. Like man, like a wholesale wow. all of them. I was like, yeah, this is all like. Ugh. Now th- that was 2017. Like that was a great year for me for wholesaling, though. You know that that enabled me to do a lot of what I'm doing now. That two years ago, you know, was enabled me to do what I'm doing. Yeah, I know, because these last two years, I see you, you've been on fire these last two years. Like, yeah, man. You, yeah, you built like, up the capital, but still, just to, to be able to hold those properties, you'd probably be sitting on an M. Hindsight is twenty twenty. He already. Yeah. I, mean, I know. I know. Over the last two years, you you've um did you know a couple million. Like I know several million dollars in trans. Like you know. Yeah, we, right? we've, we've done we've done well, man. We've done yeah, well. yeah. I, I ain't trying yeah. to put your numbers out there. I, I ain't gonna put your numbers out there. I, 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 but, but, but what I'm saying is that was the process, right? So you learn from that. So at this point, right. I know I know that now you know how to put plays together where you probably would hold some more than you know you than you could have or would have back then, right? Yeah, absolutely, no doubt, man. Like no doubt, like is this like. Those those lessons were like they, they those were truly truly some of the most important times of my investment career. Two thousand seventeen was the was the year for me. When people talk about well, what was your year, where he's like, where things took a turn for you, that was the year for me for several reasons. Because I I personally, in my opinion, left a lot of money on the table. That was a year where I almost cracked seven figures wholesaling. But yeah. I I would. I look back at it like, man, I left a lot of money on the table. I left a lot of long-term, long-term money on the table. You know, I had deals in Brewery Town. I had at least 10 deals in Brewery Town that I, you know, that I wholesale to other investors who are making a killing on those now, you know. And yeah. I'm in I'm in the neighboring, you know, community Strawberry Mansion to the north. And those numbers are great. I could only imagine what I would be looking at right now if I had those other ones back then. But you know, and, hindsight and, is twenty twenty. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But you learn from that. But it, it, and even in mansion, I was looking at some sales yesterday in mansion, and mm-hmm. I was like blown away. I just saw a property on a nineteen hundred block of twenty fourth street, and sold for two forty three. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is like right off of twenty four. That's, that's, that's around like. Yeah. Right? That's. And I was only looking this up because I'm doing a I'm doing a project right now on a 1900 block of Taylor. So I was looking for comps, and I saw this okay. one, yeah, and I'm, I'm like, over there right now as well. Yep. And I'm I'm looking at this comp, and I'm like, something wrong here. It was so crazy. I went mm-hmm. and actually paid to get the deed. Like something's wrong. <laughs> like I'm like, right. this has to be a a, a blanket sale or something. something. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not though. Yeah. FHA three. Yeah. I'm like the 19. So. The numbers I'm seeing in Mansion are are, are are getting up there too, and I'm like, you know, I don't know what's yeah. going to happen to folks in Mansion, <laughs> but this is what's going on in Mansion too. You're working on a project right now, man. That I I follow this just because I think these buildings are beautiful buildings, mm-hmm. big brownstones down there. 
Um, and I think you have two of them, right? Three. 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 Oh, excuse me. Yeah. You got three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three in a I, row. I man. can't <laughs> wait to see you. First off, how did you pull that off to get those things? <laughs> These are some of the most beautiful buildings in Philadelphia, like in my opinion. I always ride by those like forever and, and say, man, look at these beautiful buildings. How'd you get yeah, those? I, my sentiments are exactly the same, Jimmy. Like I, I've always admired those buildings, you know, just, you know, throughout the years, you know, just, you know, just a part of like, you know, my background and just, you know, grinding and hustling to get to where I am. I used to work for a family member's cleaning company back, in, you know, when I was in high school and in the summers when I was in college and they used to clean the dorms up along the, the up and down Diamond Street. You know, mm-hmm. you got, you have your set of brownstones on the 31, the 3000 block of West Diamond and then you continue again when you get further down on like the 1800, 17, 16 and 1500 blocks. And I was always in those properties in the summer months. And I was like, man, like these buildings are beautiful. It just reminds you of like everything that you would think about when you think about like New York City, Brooklyn, yeah, Brownstones, like, like all the stuff you see like on a Cosby, yeah, exactly, I was say on the Cosby exactly. show and stuff, man. Or you see like those, like those dope, uh, like pro-black pictures with a black family on yes. the large Brownstone yeah. stoop and stuff like that. So it just gave me that visual. I'm a real visual person. Like I love art and stuff like that. So I'm like, hey, man, I just always think about that. So these buildings was like that for me. So that deal actually came from a wholesale deal. It was a, not a wholesale deal, but from the wholesale model that I use. Okay. And that I, what we use at our, in our company, you know, MM Investments. And um, basically, um, that particular individual, um, he he actually ran a doctor's office out of there. If you're familiar with that building from yep. back before, before I've renovated it, um, it used to be the Strawberry Mansion um, um, doctor's office and pharmacy. Uh, shout out to Dr. Hawkins. He was uh, the owner and operator of that business for over 52 years. Uh, he contacted me from one of, receiving one of my marketing letters. And he said to me simply, hey, look, from your name, I'm assuming you're Black. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, and um, I've received a bunch of these letters, but for some reason I came across you. And I want to see if I can get a deal done with you. Wow. Um, I met with him, you know, we had a great conversation. We had an HBCU connection. He graduated from Lincoln University. Oh, I'm L U too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we know the real uh uh orange and blue is over here. Petersburg, <laughs> but, you know, you know, over there. But <laughs> but uh but yeah, man. So we started rapping and um, you know, he said, Look, we're old school. He said, Listen, Tyreek, um, write me a letter, what you offer. Okay. Did my research. I'm like, I'm doing my due diligence. And I'm like, typically I'm not one to bet, you know, to uh, negotiate with myself. I'm like, mm-hmm. nah, normally I'm like, what's your number? <laughs> you know, but uh, I was like, okay, I'm gonna put my best foot forward. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do that. So I'm strictly with the numbers, not emotional at all. And, you know, I gathered the numbers at the time when he, he and I uh, encountered one another. It's, uh, say, early 2018. It actually took a while to close that deal. It didn't close overnight. So I pulled the comps from what was in the area at the time for that size. And these are, you know, 
that's roughly over 10,000 square feet across all three buildings, you know? I know, that's crazy. You know, so it's, it, it, these are large buildings, so to find comps in the area that are similar and comparable to it, it was, it was virtually impossible. Um, so I shot my shot with my number, he got back to me, was like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. I'm going with somebody else. <laughs> and uh, I'm sick. I'm like, uh, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, man, maybe I wasn't really ready for that anyway, mm -hmm. you know? And I was like, you know, kind of just chalked it up. And then uh, just out of the blue, like, I got a call from him. And uh, he's like, yeah, hey, Tyreek, you know, you still interested in, in buying my buildings? The deal that I had fell through. They couldn't get their financing. They couldn't get this. You want to make it happen? This is the number I want. He had a number in mind. He was like, listen, this is what I want for the property. And that's what I want, period. Let me know if you can do it. I'm like, you know what? That number works just fine for me. Because now we're talking, me speaking to him early 2018 and him calling me back later on in the year, the numbers had changed significantly in the in the, in the rehabbing in the strawberry yeah. mansion neighborhood mm -hmm. changed dramatically as well and i was like oh like okay like I, this number works more than works it was like drastically below value actually for what he wanted for it yeah so we locked it up um we still actually didn't close until you know april of the following year um so we locked it up like in i want to say December of 2018 and closed in April 2019. That's dope. Well, man, congratulations on that because those are some beautiful buildings. Yeah. Um, they're part, each, you're going to have apartments in each one, right? Yes. Yeah. So originally they were going to be uh, four units each. Mm -hmm. um, but um, due to the zoning and everything, we wanted to do it by right and we wanted to get them done uh, and get it executed right away. Um, so I decided to, uh, just go with three units per building. So it's okay. a total of nine units. Oh man, that's dope. That's, 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 that's the retirement plan right there. Just to know that one deal. Yeah, man. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. It's definitely a retirement plan on, on one block, man. Well, we, we want to try to get a few more of those before we call it quits. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Well, con congratulations on that, man. And congratulations on all the success because you've moved, like I said, from, now you're now you're a full fledged developer with that kind of project under your belt, man. And um, I just want to say congratulations. That. Um, a couple questions before we get out of here, though. A first question yep. is this: Throughout this journey of starting where you started, um, doing the wholesaling, now doing development, what mm. would you say has been like um, the most difficult thing to to uh, to happen or for you to get over? What's the biggest hurdle you had to get over to be, to actually become the the actual real estate developer you are now? I think the biggest hurdle for me was uh, just really jumping out there and trusting myself. You know, I was I was in I was one of those people that uh, pretty much being that I was the first person in my immediate family to go to college and graduate successfully. Um, I was looked at, you know, back home as like, oh, Tyreek is successful. Tyreek got it going on. Tyreek this, Tyreek that. And, you know, all of my family back home in Philly and I'm down here in Richmond, you know, making like 35 grand a year. And I'm like, yo, like, this is what successful is. But at the same time, I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to jump because, you know, I, I had a kid, you know, my son was, you know, very young at the time, like, you know, he's not even one years old yet. And I'm like, man, 
I'm like, man, I can't, I can't leave right now. I got comfortable with, you know, with, you know, the, the comfort, the so-called, I call it, you know, this fake comfort, you know, you know, cause we all know that they can end that, you know, I like to say yeah. tap you on the shoulder, you know what I mean? Like you're in much. a basketball so, game, come on, time to sit down. So, what's interesting. <laughs> so uh, here's, here's what's interesting about your saying. So basically you're saying that taking that chance to bet on yourself, as I sit there and watch you with the bet on yourself thing behind you, like, yeah, 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 man. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's my yeah. yeah my sister gave me that, man. That's a new yeah, piece. Better, <laughs> yeah, bet on yourself, and that's kind of like what the hurdle was. That's interesting, but that, that's yeah, that 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 was the hurdle, man. And from there, it was like you know, okay, I'm out here. It's time to get it. It's time to go. You know, for me, I I shared it on my Instagram before. Um, I'm a visual person, and I'm very competitive as well, right? So, I had to figure out like. I'm, I'm like very strategic in my approach. So I'm like, okay, everything's very like black and white for me most times. So I'm like, okay, well, I want to do this. So I need to figure out how I do this. And for me, that was just simply just replacing that 35,000 a year that I was making. And I had to break it down even more to understand it and to conceptualize it and make it real. So I broke it down to what I actually take home every two weeks. And that totaled up to $27,000 a year. I think the number actually was like $26,400. I know that's what the number actually <laughs> but, I, but so, I rounded it up to $27,000. And I wrote that on a piece of paper. And I put that on every surface pretty much throughout my house that I knew I was going to see it every day in my, in, my, in my bathroom, in my living room, dining room, kitchen, everything. And as a visual aid of this is what that one, that job thinks that I'm worth annually. And two, this is what I need to achieve to be able to leave and be able to replace this income that I support myself and my family on and take that next step. You know, wow. and once I, I was able to do that um, in a very short period of time, because I essentially made, made sure that I manifest that by seeing that goal every single day. That's you know, powerful, so. man. That's powerful yeah, so. stuff right there. Um, so the last thing I want to ask you is this, though. Um, what kind of uh, advice would you give someone watching this who wants to get started? What kind of advice or maybe a book or some sort of something you can give uh, our people that watch this that if they're sitting there and they're like, I want to get out there and start. I mean, what kind of advice would you give someone starting out from scratch? Well, my best advice that I can give to someone that I just uh, I actually just shared this on like social media as well. Like you don't get muscles the first time that you go to the gym you know so you got to build up right so in order to do that you got to have a plan so for me and my journey and i think could uh, others could benefit from it is identify what you want and then after identifying what you want identify how you plan to achieve it so and then even create micro steps to that you know on a on a weekly or a bi-weekly or a monthly achievement you know, and you say, hey, I want to do this and this is how I'm going to do it. Because as you begin to build up, you, you what you're doing is getting closer to that goal, but you're also building that confidence up in, within yourself. Because that's what it all is. It boils down to at the end of the day, building up the confidence. Because once you get tapped in, man, out here, and you are actually out there achieving your goals, what you realize is you can essentially achieve anything. It's super cliche, but you can literally achieve anything that you put your mind to as long as you got the appropriate plan and a goal in mind. So that's that's the best advice that I can give to someone, man. Um, 
what has taken my career to the next level uh, as far as my readings, one book in particular, The People's Principles by Don Peoples. Uh, this is a book that I read that took my investment career to the next level. And, you know, just an overview of the book. What I, what I took from that book was the ability to go from zero to a hundred in a very short period of time by understanding that it takes the same amount of effort to do a small project than it does to take a larger project with the right mindset. So that's, that's, a, that's what that's I obtained. Yeah, that definitely, man, because, you know, even with, you know, people look at the brownstone projects that I'm doing, I'm very proud of it. You know, no question. Like that's some of my best work thus far and along, along with a few other projects that I'm doing in the neighborhood. Uh, but what that project has done for me was giving me the confidence to, to gear up to do larger projects because I'm basically doing a nine-unit apartment complex, which was originally supposed to be 12 units, but it's still nonetheless over 10,000 square feet of renovations. And I'm actually doing that on four other sites within that neighborhood. So that gave me the confidence and, and the, the social proof within myself to say, okay, I can actually do this. I've done it. Here's the proof. What's next? So now I'm gearing up to do larger projects and put myself in position to. That, that's actually to my next those. question. Like now that you've done that, what's the next? But real quick though, before we ask you that question, one of the things that I took from that people's principal book is just like how creative you can be when doing real estate deals. Yes. Some of the stuff that he was doing in terms of like, you know, um, getting government money and pulling this person, mm -hmm. his partner, and this, he was very creative and he was yeah. being creative. Like, you know, people hear about creative financing, but he was being creative with like huge commercial deals. Like yeah. but his, his creativity was real inspiring in the book. I just want to put that out there. But um, absolutely. Just to expand on that a little bit more for, for myself, Jimmy, like that's it. That's what I'm all about. I'm all about OPM, man, other people's money, you know? So, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> you know what I mean? No so, so for me, um, you know, with the, a lot of my deals, I have partners. Um, you know, you mentioned Doug. Doug is one of my partners. He and I partnered on um, a total of nine units. You know, it was wholesale deals that I, that I put together that, you know, we were able to come together and collaborate on and creatively finance it to where, you know, we were able to actually roll over the financing from one project to another. And then now we, he and I collectively own, you know, roughly $1.5 million worth of, you know, real estate. Mm -hmm. Boone and I, we put put together a deal where we own a commercial mixed use building in, in, in the brewery town neighborhood, you know, which is super hot right now. When we purchased it, we purchased it deeply below the value of it. We bought it for $60,000. The properties, the ARV on it now, is going to be close to 700000 And we, these are these are deals that we've been put that, you know, we he and I put together that, you know, I, I'm all, all about creative finance. And, you know, I, I, I always tell my friends and stuff, I'm like, listen, man, when I call you, or deal and I'm telling you to get on it I'm, I'm calling you because I really want to do this deal with you not because I need to do this deal with you but gotcha. I want to do it with you and I and I want you to be able to see the opportunity and not wait too long to get with me 
And that's what, I, that's what I mean by you young guys, man. You young guys, man, are so inspiring because you guys are working together, too. It's not like, yeah, yeah. It's not like all you guys have connected, networked, and you're out there mm-hmm. working together and making a difference. Because one of the things that we don't, you know, we do talk about, we are by the hood, but even as an investor, you're also beautifying some of these neighborhoods. Like, yeah, no doubt. I, like I said, no I've seen your properties on Diamond Street, man. Like, so that's a whole other aspect of it. You're adding to a community. Like you're making the community beautiful because some of these buildings that, you know, before guys like you come into these, these areas, these buildings, on a band. yeah. So yeah. Um, man, congratulations and all that, man. And keep up the good work and make sure you guys stay tight and keep doing what you're doing, working together. Cause that's real important, man. That's definitely important. Yeah, for sure. Man. So for what's sure. the future for you? Last thing I ask you is what's the future for like, now that you've done that, what's, what's your future? Now that you've done, you know, 10,000 square foot apartment, like, what are you looking forward to doing? Like, you want to do more of that or you want to, you know, what, what do you want to do? So for me right now, uh, the future for me is just establishing what, you know, 2019 was a, uh, it was a, a year of uh, influx of units for me where, you know, I, I added a, about 25 plus units to my portfolio this year. So like 2020 is like all about just establishing um, structure and making sure that that model is working, you know, from the acquisitions from 2016 through this past year. Um, I'm still acquiring units. I'm acquiring a lot more land now because I'm segueing more into new construction. I'm in the middle of my first new construction uh, project right now. I plan on, thank you, I appreciate that. planning on doing larger deals, more partnerships, and more doors, man. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Like I said, you guys out there, I was just on IG tonight, and I see, like, Doug on a bike riding through Puerto Rico. Like, <laughs> yeah, give it yeah. Give. I said, damn, I said, <laughs> that was swag. I word, said, word. You, guys, you guys out here, man, doing amazing things. Yeah. First off, man, before we get you, I just want to say, man, congratulations on everything you got going on. For sure. Congratulations, man. Yeah, congratulations. I want to wish you much, that, much continued success, man, and just continue to do that because it's important for people that look like us you know, mm-hmm. HBCU too, man. That's that's important. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. No doubt. Wrap that HBCU, man. Like, yeah, I got something real special coming with with the HBCUs. We're doing a collaboration as well, man. Oh, I'm dope. all about repping my HBCU. You know, Listen, I'm, State I'm University. Big. I, yeah. I, I I give all the other HBCU uh, graduates a hard way to go, but they, 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 <laughs> it's all love, man. It's all it, absolutely. HBCU, and and as the, listen, I, I I preach HBCU to everyone. Like, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm sure. a Lincoln, I'm a Lincoln guy, but I think all of them need support. So, um, and it's good to see a brother like you out here doing amazing things, man. Like I know Malik reps the HBCUs as well. Yeah. So I think it's important to see that, man, but I just want to wish you much continued success, man. Before we get out of here, Corey, you got any other questions you want to ask? Nah, man, he out here doing it large. And so, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a appreciate it too. Cause those, I grew up in those neighborhoods. And so mm-hmm. growing up in those neighborhoods that, that, you know, I have a finer appreciation for what you do than most people do because yeah, no I, I know those, I know those neighborhoods very well. Like I, I ran through those neighborhoods and so I'm, I'm very, very familiar and, and your work is, is, is really helping people. You know what I mean? To, to move into, into spaces and places that, um, that are in, in, in and better their life, you know what I mean? And so, not, not sure. to mention all the jobs you're going to provide by, by doing, you know, yeah, all that work in construction provides jobs. And so, you know, that's, I'm, that's, I'm, that's what we want. That's what we want, man. We want to, we want to make sure we, we give it back to the community. You know, I'm always community first, uh, you know, just, it's just how I'm built, you know, I, that's, 
that's that was all that's always been my foundation i'm very intentional about what i'm doing in, in these communities we hire a lot of people that's within the community we hire obviously a lot of people that look like us as well on our job site so mm-hmm. that's something that i'm being very intentional about um, even with, you know, duplicating that model and showing the, the model that I've created over the past, you know, seven years or so and showing other people how I'm doing it. You know, the hot topic is people want to get in real estate, but, you know, you, you got to know what you're doing in this game. And, you know, that's what I've, you know, I've embraced more of that model as well, ex- expanding into the education component of real estate. Um, you know, education is, you know, come second nature to me because it's my foundation is what I went to school for is what I did professionally. Um, but now, you know, I'm combining two of my passions, man. So, and I, and my goal is to, you know, create more people like myself and, you know, my other partners, uh, to be able to do that Philly and all, all other, you know, urban communities, and, you know, surrounding communities of the city throughout the country, man. We, we can turn it up anywhere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure, man, for yeah, sure. Man. No so, doubt. So, we so we listen, on the road soon, man. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So listen, man, for those out there watching this, man, make sure you follow what he's got going on. I'm going to put his IG, um, you know, right in the description box so you can see everything that he's got going on. His brother's doing amazing things. Um, he's necessary for the community. So again, Reek, man, before we get out of here, I just want to say thank you. Um, continue success, man. I wish you a, a great 2020, man. Continue to kill him out there, good brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, fellas. And, and, Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And for our listeners, man, as we always say, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much you keep. Game elevates, man. And we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.